Welcome to Critics on a Bus, your favourite film review podcast, with me, your host, Cameron. Hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to an episode of Critics on a Bus, probably the biggest episode of the year, certainly the most important episode of the year, that is, where I count down my top 10 films of the year. This year has been 2021, and Paul, who you'll probably know from previously, Critics on a Bus, and Ashling, who you have also heard on Critics on a Bus, my wife, uh, it's a lovely, friendly rivalry that they have. Um, <laughs> quite competitive. What? Uh, welcome, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's very ready. Paul's very ready. Well, I'm I'm very competitive and I very much want to win this and was so proud of my victory last year but what makes and we'll get into this I'm sure but what makes this year extra difficult is that both of us are utterly baffled we we just don't feel like we have a good grasp of any of the positions and so it's a a difficult one yeah I I don't think I've ever been so confused as to what would be in your top 10 normally I'm like yeah I got this I got this I've got at least top six no problems and this time I was like I don't know if I can even pick 10 films that I think you like enough <laughs> to fit your list so this might be a first for listeners they might hear a zero score which is it would be <laughs> historic never it, would, it would be a piece of history right yeah here. it would be it'd be it'd be the making of 2021 um <laughs> for fairness for for fairness I give you both the same lists of what I've seen I've seen a total of 40 new films that came out in 2021 um not including any films I've seen outside of 2021 releases um so 40 new films I give you the same advice that film number 10 is a wild card might not know it um and there is no token animation film in this year's selection no animation film made the top list it is and um because we're recording this on new year's eve i finished the last film which is the power of the dog um i also told you both that did not make the list um quite you literally rightly. finished that so, about three hours ago <laughs> yeah yes yes and <laughs> and that isn't even all the films i wanted to see this year so there was about 15 to 20 other films i missed the chance or i didn't have the time to see because there was so much, including things like One Night in Miami, Peace were some of the big ones in there. Um, I didn't see The King's Man. This came out the cinema on Boxing Day in the UK. Um, something so, tells me that The King's Man wouldn't have made it on your top ten. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. could be wrong. Something, something told me that too. I didn't bother seeing it <laughs> in time for this episode. So, yeah, um, you both had the same bit of advice throughout this. And... In fairness, in fairness, this was really difficult. Okay, even I struggled. We, we all legitimately finished our list about 20 minutes ago, minimum. At one point um, as well, you were considering having a tie at the top of the list for, for a couple of days, and then he had to talk himself out of it and be like, no, 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 I can't do that, I can't do that. So it's been, it's been yes. crazy. I had to pick a winner. I did have to pick a winner. Positions one and two are basically tied by don't pick a winner um so um with that shall we get into it and start at the 10th film what's the 10th best film and this is the wild card so what do you guys have down as the 10th best film of 2021 okay. oh god okay so i went with 
Free Guy. Shoot, I forgot about Free Guy. I didn't even put that on my list. Uh, it might not. Anyway, it might not be there. Little... My number ten is Schumacher. Okay, you're both wrong. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. Before, before you say, before you say, can I have another guess? <laughs> I didn't like, you don't get count. the point. No, I, don't get, I don't get the point. No, 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 no. I, no, I just get a half point. But um, no. now, <laughs> <laughs> um, again, this could be wrong, but. Is it Ghostbusters? No. Oh, my, no my, my number 10 is Army of Thieves. I don't even know what that I don't is. I know what that is. What is that? I told you both about it. It's the, it's the Zack Snyder produced film, the spin-off prequel based on his Netflix universe, Army of the Dead films. And it's about the German... Safecracker who goes around on, uh, on, a, on a heist movie and cracks some of the most complicated safes in Europe at the very beginning of the apocalypse when everyone's distracted. It's, it doesn't have as right to be as good as it is, but it's only good because Zach Heller didn't direct it. He produced it but didn't direct it, which I think makes a difference. So yeah, Army of Thieves is the wild card at number 10. Flipping I, I think this is the beginning of Adamize. I, I, <laughs> I think that says everything right there. That's someone really that, set the tone some, for the someone, rest of the someone list. Someone that lives with you and your best friend had no idea what this film was. <laughs> I mean, we're... I distinctly remember messaging you one, the minute I seen it going, have you watched this film? It's way better than it should be. The music's really I good. It's remember, really funny. I very vaguely remember this, but I... I guess I didn't remember it when it counted. So <laughs> didn't remember enough. Someone <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't pay attention. Cool. cool. Great. great we, start. we are definitely going to end this episode like Top Gear on that terrible disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go. Yeah. <clears throat> That's definitely going to happen. Okay. Ooh. Well. Cool. Great. So number nine. What do you guys have done for number nine? So for number nine, I went for Worth. For number nine, I went for Tick Tick Boom. No, number nine oh. I put down is the, the Suicide Squad. Oh, crumbs. Oh. That messes up the rest of my list then. Damn it. Uh, number nine. I'm surprised nine. it's that low, if I'm honest. Mm. Oh, my. At one point, I genuinely forgot about it, which is why it's also so low. It's that mm. in my in my first yeah. track on my list, I forgot it existed. And I was like, oh, flip. Yeah, I probably should think about that film. So that rewatchability, it does cause it to be so low yes okay so um i feel like we're gonna go downhill from here now yeah yeah what's, what's number eight so this is definitely completely wrong however um uh for number eight i went for uh king richard oh i went for june at number eight i actually hope again. i'm wrong <laughs> again you, you are both wrong on this one number eight is the harder they fall what is, what is that? that? What are these films? All of this is just it a testament is. to the fact that our relationship with you, Cameron, is clearly degrading and, and not, <laughs> uh, not not degrading, but it's it's it's. I mean, that's it, all right for you, Paul, but I'm yeah. I'm his wife. That's know, very concerning. But, but this is not good enough. This is this is basically the moral of this story is we need to I need to talk with you more. That's it. Well, this is a good time to evaluate our friendship. I think it's working. <laughs> really, this is just this is just an well. intervention. Yeah, New Year's <laughs> resolution is clear now. Yeah. yeah, so The Harder They Fall is a 
black made cowboy movie it's a great western a really good classic cowboy film um, with a stellar cast including Idris Elba it's a great great film a proper classic western with big old shootouts and everything and cool guns and I'm a sucker for a good western film um, yeah you do so really love a good western I do I just something about the whole cowboy life and like the vibe of a cowboy just mm, and they've got some good vibes in there so it makes the list yeah. That's probably partially why you love The Mandalorian so much as well. It's true. Why everybody loves The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Do they? Okay. Oh, man. Okay, so seven, seven. Number seven. What okay. you got, Ashley? Number seven. I've put Shang-Chi. And um, I have put No Time to Die. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. No. Number seven is The Eternals. Oh, what? I forgot about the conversation we had about this. Yes. So the Eternals is quite the Marmite MCU film of the year. Um, I loved it. I loved its visual direction, what it's opening the world up into and where it's taking the MCU. And I think visually it is a gigantic leap for, for Marvel. So, um is another seven for me see that's the most you've told me about what you think of eternals ever and i think this is where i'm struggling this year is because you've refused to discuss a lot of films with me this year whereas normally you would and so i just don't know what to think anymore and um i don't have any defense we had a long conversation you spoke about how you enjoyed (laughs) the the visuals like taking them to you in the right direction so that's just friendship this is just this i is feel just like so far you're like, faring far worse because yeah. at least i've got the excuse if you won't talk to me yeah whereas with you're me just, i've had the conversations yeah. i've just i've just wiped them from your memory clearly yeah clearly <laughs> unbelievable this is terrible going well. oh, at least either of us get one it will be a miracle yeah. at this point yeah <laughs> either that I, or I don't get the number one film of the year and then we're going to have to go to the tie break Ooh. and it's going to end very badly. Mm. <laughs> yes, we should say there is a tie break planned. Um, if they get the same results, including zero, they have one more chance to get to, to win. And that is by choosing the worst film that I've seen in 2021. And there is a very definitive answer. And of course, if we both get that right, then we're going to have a wrestle to the death. So it's, Which it's, I'm going to win because you've got a broken arm. I didn't think so. this through. Um, <laughs> uh, um, then um, Cameron's actually prepared. I'm going to give it to you, Cameron, but he's prepared a, a philosophy quiz. Um, <laughs> <we're> gonna... <laughs> That's going to be the tiring. <laughs> okay, what is number six then? Okay, I'm definitely wrong on this because I feel like if you, if you forgot... Um, Suicide Squad, then you definitely forgot this, but I put A Quiet Place too. I put, what did I put? I put The Courier at number six. Somebody has a point this round. Well done, Paul. It is A Quiet Place <laughs> too. I love my life! How did you get in that flow? Oh, I Are you kidding life. me? I love my life. Oh. I'm on the scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> I just to say, I didn't down myself for one second. Um, I've always been such a solid friend of Cameron, and this is clearly a testament to that. So, um, yeah, editing required on the previous stuff I said. Um, anyway, yes. I'm shook that you only have that at number six, Cam. I'm not because I know these. Me and Cameron, we just all right, we Paul, all right, all right. <laughs> well, we watched we watched we watched a quiet place too. What? 
Arch? I don't know. I didn't watch it with you. I would never watch no, that. You, we watched it. It was you yeah, and I. It. It's February, March time, I think. And a lot's Sandra. come out since then. A lot's come out since then. And A Quiet Place 2 wasn't as good as A Quiet Place. Agreed. Um, but it was still very good and and it was still interesting and there's still a lot, a lot more to, to delve into. But it just wasn't as good as A Quiet Place, but it was also just really good. Yeah, and probably the scariest film I've seen this year, even though it wasn't really scary at all. But Yeah, but that, that doesn't say much about how scary the film was, more about your taste in films that might be scary. <laughs> about how much of a wimp I am. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. So uh, with that, we're halfway through. There's one point on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a 1-0 one, one victory. We'll find out. What I, is... I do feel number, confident, that's all. What's number five, then? Uh, we'll let the loser go first. Oh, right. I've gone for num- uh, No Time to Die at number five. I've gone for okay. The Courier. Somebody has a point in this round. I'll stop being so enigmatic, just say. <laughs> uh, it is No Time to Die. No! <laughs> you love oh, a Bond. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. She's back in the game. Yeah, oh. yeah Bond, Bond was good. It was still very Bond. It did... F- have a lot of weak points the villain Saffron wasn't great um as a bond villain he was a bit underused and underwhelming that i think they progressed the character of bond quite a lot in this film progressively and made him a better bit of a better role model for men and and, and the british public and so and it was still quite it still had a lot of the bond elements and bond is an absolute classic you've got to give bond some love to be honest so yeah you love so what you're saying bond. is you want to kind of maybe rethink it now that you've had a thought about it and put no time to stand down to number seven is that what you said <laughs> that's what i heard no i think your ears oh this is this yeah. is bad news because yeah i mean i feel i i i think you're gonna win it no because i know i'm i haven't got number four because it's already been so yeah but yeah okay, okay well, right, right, right anyway okay, okay. No, no, number <laughs> Okay, what, what have you guys got? For number, what have you guys for number four then? Okay, so for number four, I had Suicide Squad, so we know that that's not correct. What did you have? I have King Richard at number four. I think you get another point. No. King oh, Richard no. at number four. <laughs> oh man, I need, I need, I need my last ones to be like Ronaldo. <laughs> I need Ronaldo to come in. <laughs> I think they might be, and I, I think yeah. I'm gonna not do oh, well. So it's two one. So sorry. So uh, King Richard. King, King Richard, yeah, King Richard is the the Venus with the William sisters biopic about the dad um, and about how their kind of journey and their progression. It was a really good film, well acted by um, Will Smith. Um, a really interesting film, a really interesting story and journey that I had no idea about. You know, I knew that the William sisters were, you know, groundbreaking in the world of tennis. I still don't understand tennis. Um, but luckily this film's more about their their father and his utter dedication to his his girls and his drive to have them become champions and to become world leaders and it's what they are and you've got to appreciate that effort and yeah really well acted and it's a great biopic and we love a good biopic don't we actually um yeah I feel like yeah, it was a great film. We really, really enjoyed it. We were did supposed to. Did you consult to... on this one? Did he? No. Did he give this you as like a little extra little, uh, <laughs> no. just to give you a better, uh, better opportunity? <laughs> oh, just by the way. No, because because gen- we genuinely, were to I, it. G- genuinely, I had this as number three until about twenty thirty minutes ago. 
No, I only know that he really liked this film because we we had intended to review it because we saw it together and we were going to review it, but then we chose to take naps four nights in a row and then we didn't review it. Yeah, I mean, I don't regret my decisions, but that's why I knew he liked that film quite a lot. (laughs) Okay, right, so we're top three now. This is where it's all going to fall apart for me. It's not going to go well. Yeah, so what is number three? I have the father at number three. I have worth. Oh, this is a bad time for it to lag. It's not lagging, I'm just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the worst. Um, unfortunately, no. Number three, I have as the guilty. What is that? The guilty is a Jake Gyllenhaal film on Netflix. You and your he plays... Jake Gyllenhaal buzz uh, this year. My goodness. Hey, hey, hey. Let's not... not he, this, no, Jake, listen, Jake Gyllenhaal is wonderful, but I don't know. Cam just fell down a wormhole with him this year and was like, he's the best thing 20, ever. 2021 was the year I discovered Gyllenhaal. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's true. And, and on record. Yeah, I watched The Guilty. It's a um, basically a one-act wonder of just Jake Gyllenhaal as a first responder in California on the phones. So you call 911, you get through to him. And it's involved him trying to track down a woman who is kidnapped. Mm. And he's got to find her on the phone and uncover the twists and the plots and the secrets behind that whole. But the film only focuses on him for an hour and a half. It's just his acting, just the dialogue leading the film. And it, oh. it's like the film Phone Booth with Colin Farrell. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joel, Joel Schumacher film from the, the early noughties. Um, just like that and that performance on screen is great and that's what led me to discover Jake Gyllenhaal he's going to be the next big thing in Hollywood let me tell you <laughs> yeah, he's not really that big at the moment so he's, he's <laughs> yeah. really spotted a little niche actor there yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got we've it. got a Hollywood Col- scout right here <laughs> yeah. call in it early guys Jake Gyllenhaal big thing, big thing. <laughs> so, so can I just say with this, with these final two, this is literally what everything rests on. It's like we're playing penalties at the moment in football. Yeah, and it's 2-1, and if I've got the order of these right, and if the films are right, then I've definitely won. And if I slip up at all, then we've both slipped up, and then yeah. Ashen wins 2-1. So this this is literally shootout. This is, it's like a great Western, and we know you love a Western. Oh, wait, so I could still win. You could still Ooh. win. Yeah. yeah. The, so the thing about these top two, right, these... I've been racking my brain for days, for days, trying to decide between the top two as the best films of the year. It's been level on points the entire way, and it's only because it came to crunch time that I decided to split them into one and two. That's how close or how basically on level they are as each other, the film. So this is too much. I'm curious this is too- I'm curious okay. to see okay. what okay. You think okay. Okay. my second best film of the year is. Ashley. So I've put Spider Man. I've put The Father. The second best film of the year is The Father. No! <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, I love my life. I knew I didn't. I did. I never doubted at all. I knew. Yes, you did. I, just knew. I knew in my heart. I knew in my heart that my friendship would win out. This is a testament to friends um, over wives. It's a testament to whoa the fact that Cameron and I have known each other longer than we've. You know, we just have this bond that it really it can't be replaced as this is showing. So, uh, yeah. I'm just talking so myself because when we went to see the father in whatever it was, like January, I think, of this year, I only remember now because you've just said, but you were like, oh, that film was amazing. Like, it would be so difficult for anything to top this. And I think the only thing that might do it is Spider-Man. Except I forgot what film it was that you'd been saying that about all year until right now and it's ticking me off so much because I knew it and it was in my head but I have a toddler and it's not fair between (laughs) real friendship and everything else no I'm gonna say it's the difference between having a toddler and just living your best life over there easy card to pull you know (laughs) oh I have a broken arm oh whatever like you know it's 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 broken arm doesn't affect your (laughs) mind though um, toddler do we're seeing sore, clearly sore losing right here anyway, Cameron <laughs> you're about to offer what I'm sure is going to be a beautiful explanation of your your love of the film The Father so let's actually give you time to do that that's what friends do so. <laughs> oh, thank you appreciate it yeah The Father is um, an outstanding film really and that's why it's been so difficult to put it second it's um, Olivia Coleman and Anthony Hopkins Hopkins won the Oscar for best actor for this film um, beating the um the now deceased Chadwick Boseman, um, and Andy Hopkins plays a, a father, an older man with dementia, and the film is told from his perspective as a man with dementia, and that's why life seems all jumbled up. Things change, conversations happen again and again, and as you, it's based on a play, a French play, I believe, of the same name and the same design. They they filmed it. It looks stage-wise, um, production-wise, almost like a play, um, very similar sets and stuff like that. And the ending is heartbreaking. When he has, when he realises, spoilers for anyone listening, if you haven't seen it, he realises that he is in <laughs> I didn't actually hear any of that, but I haven't actually watched it, and now you're making me want you're, to watch you're it. You're too late, so, fam. You're too late. <laughs> I, did, I didn't hear. Sorry. So... <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to my fingers in my ears? Or we can yeah. mute the laptop and you can talk. Yeah, okay. Give us like a wave when you're done. You are now muted. You may proceed. Okay. When when he realizes he is in long-term care and has an outbreak breakdown and just cries for his mother again and again. Um <laughs> they're nodding at me like they can hear me. Um it's 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 heartbreaking. It really is. Ter- terribly sad and um, really emotional and the emotional impact of this film is just ginormous and it deserves every accolade it got um, it really is something quite special and it should have been number one completely agree that was beautiful um, <laughs> I'd, I'm not editing out the bit where you musically so everyone knows that you um, yeah no the, the film the film genuinely deserves to be number one um, I think if I, I was, was- I was literally going to switch them. I was going to switch yeah. them like about half an hour ago. And then I, I had my reasons for why I think your number one is your number one. And I stuck to them as your friend and okay, okay, and as the person who's it. most insightful into your soul. <laughs> um, and clearly um, it paid off. So we're currently what, two, two. What, what I'm really curious about is what Ashling will That's think what I'm is curious. my number one film. Because the, the Father Third and 
technically, I had your top two. I think we do know what my first film is. Yeah, well, it's obviously what your top one is. But I had, I technically had your top two correct. I just had them in the wrong order, uh, in the wrong position, because I thought that you loved A Quiet Place 2 so much that it was your favourite film of the year. Rookie. (laughs) Yeah, not not (laughs) proud of that one, I gotta admit. I panicked, I panicked because I couldn't remember what film it was that you said that beat everything else and I had completely forgotten that the father existed. So when I was reading down through the list, I was like, well, he really likes the Quiet Place film, so it must be that one then. What's really funny is you listened to my Spider-Man podcast just yesterday. Yeah. Did you not hear how this was the new direction of the MCU and how it actually had consequences and about how it's taking Tom Holland in a more grown-up direction. Yes, I agree, but I still think that he, in my mind, I still thought that he liked A Quiet Place 2 better because I thought that you liked it way more than you evidently did. Unfortunately, that was incredite. Yeah. Um, it's like there's some so, chastisement here, but let's just remember that Cameron's <laughs> opinions are his. You know, no, the chastisement is of my own forgetfulness <laughs> of not enough, remembering that the father existed as a film, because if I'd remembered that, previous to me writing this list about half an hour ago I probably would have remembered that that was the film that he was banging on about all year long being like oh it was so good it was so good because we couldn't stop talking about it for like two months after we went to see it everyone that we talked to we were like go see the father it's amazing it's what we're probably mm-hmm. gonna have to watch tomorrow because yeah um, can't watch we, can't, we, no, we normally yeah we normally watch my top from the year on New Year's Day um but with my top film being Spider-Man No Way Home. What? No way! <laughs> 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 um, we, we, we can't watch that at home. So, yes, I assume, Paul, you had Spider-Man as my top film. Uh, I did indeed. Yes. Well done, well done. Wait, so what does that mean? Um, that makes the score, I believe, 3-2 to you. I, I knew I was just asking for effects, but I, <laughs> <laughs> it's 3-2. It is 3-2 to me. It is 3-2. Anyway, yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home, it was the only film that I felt I could take down the father after we saw that film. And it only because of the sheer scope and size and brilliance of Spider-Man did it just about beat the father in terms of, I'll put that number one, because I'm probably more likely, let's be real, to watch Spider-Man a lot more times than I am the father. I don't know how it was for you guys in the cinema when you first saw it, but people cheered at some of those big moments. I'm, st- I'm going to keep it spoiler free for anyone listening who hasn't seen the film or hasn't listened to the episode. Um, but there are some big moments in there, some big reveals and some big next steps for um, Peter Parker. And I just, it was great. I loved it. I loved every single minute of it. It was so... I wondered where the MCU was going to go in phase four. And this has gone in a direction that I'm loving. I'm so excited to see what they do next with it. I, I, I honestly wondered how can they do anything other than after Endgame? Like, where's it going to go? What are they going to do and, and make it kind of unique and fresh and still, like, draw people in? And they've done it. They really have done it. And, you know, hats off to them for that and for pulling it off in, I think, in a way that most people would probably fail. You know, this is a big movie to try and pull off. It's also probably one of one of the best superhero trilogies, I think, in cinema history. Not the best, obviously, because the Dark Knight trilogy is still ultimately the best superhero trilogy. But this is right up there in terms of every film is great and it gets better and better and better. And it's rare that one, two and three improve on each other. And I feel 
that this does. I feel one was good, number two was fantastic. Again, that the, that little antenna of Jake Chinhall, he nails it in there. And then No Way Home goes beyond that. Again, it's it's so rare to see a trilogy that goes up and up, up and up. And they nailed it. And you gotta give them to that. Gotta give them that for that. It's it's a landmark film. It's a landmark. It reminded me of how I felt when I watched the first Avengers when I was sixteen. It it gave me that same feeling in terms of the significance of what happens on that screen and the fact that it's the type of thing you just never thought in your lifetime that you would witness. Um, you know, it's it's not a Christopher Nolan movie in terms of like plot. It shouldn't have been. It takes what the audience wanted and what was the what what is a brilliant direction for phase four and it just executes that and only that and it does it in in such a satisfying way and in such a revolutionary way that you know it you couldn't help but smile watching it you couldn't help but just be purely entertained and also thrilled and just taken aback that you are, are witnessing what you're witnessing um particularly you know um as someone born in the 90s you know uh, it, it just yeah it yeah yeah, I really liked yeah. what Maddie said when when you guys actually reviewed this film and she said like this film was fan perfect fan service without being fan service because mm. it was just exactly what we all wanted but at the same time sets up the next phase so perfectly and it was still really exciting and really like no not cliche at all like didn't wasn't like oh they've done that again like it was really really good on the whole I just enjoyed it greatly. Yeah. That was very unarticulate of me but tis what it is. Please cut that out. <laughs> Just all of what I said. You can cut that it's out. It's really thanks. inarticulate, but I'm going to throw in a tiz like I'm Shakespeare. Tiz what it is. <laughs> tiz what it is. So, yeah, so just, just for laughs. I'm so buzzed right now. I'm so buzzed. Just, just for laughs. What do, you guys, what do you guys think is the worst film I see this year? This is like just Deal or No Deal when they open up the other boxes. <laughs> just, just to see, yeah. yeah. So I would have gone for, I, don't, I haven't spoken to you about this, I don't know what you think about this. I think this is probably a bit too strong to be your worst film, but I've just heard really bad reviews. And so no offense if you really liked it. I would have thought that The Matrix would have been your 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 bottom categorical worst film. Is that not correct? Not 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 by long shot, no. But I still won three two, right? You still won three two. Yeah, that's fashion. I oh, I'm like seventy percent confident in this. I think it's Venom. That's a good shout, but it is not. The, the worst the worst film that I watched this year was <laughs> Mitchell versus the Machines. Um, Again, what is this a, film? <laughs> it's a Netflix it's a Netflix animated film with Olivia Coleman in it. Um it is a cacophonous assault of visual bombardment that is uh, unappealing to the eyes, the brain, the ears, and life in general. It is <laughs> truly atrocious and hard to watch and I never want to see it again. Great. That's, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fairly yeah. aggressive. Can we not watch it like ironically at some point, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like do like a live reaction or something? <laughs> no. If if we if this if this becomes my most played episode, then yes. Um, but only if this has <laughs> to beat <laughs> this has to beat nineteen seventeen at 168 plays. So that's good. <laughs> Paul's gonna Paul's gonna listen to this episode at least a hundred times then just to get just to get the it over what they want. <laughs> if you listen to it every day in 2022 just to relive your victory then you'll get this 
it would be Valid. like part of my morning routine like you just would remember. do that you would do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay um that's it well done everyone that is my that is my top 10 list top 10 films of 2021 paul i'm so proud of you for not breaking up what it's a happy or i've i've admitted so i feel like that sums up my 2021 nicely good riddance <laughs> let's hope for a better 2022 but to be fair at the end of the day i got the important films which is like almost better than getting all the other ones wrong as well so like it's like doubly good you know i got really to his heart that's what this episode's all about is this bromance <laughs> he may think that he's developing some sort of new bromance with jake gyllenhaal but it is only me he knows it's only me it's it's uh gyllenhaal is gonna be out of the picture like it's you know my favorite thing is I didn't know where you were going with the new bromance. I was like, Jacob, Dan, Dan, <laughs> no, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> well, there you go, Jake. It's over. Um, Paul's weekend is spot. So <laughs> I think with that, we will end for tonight. Thank you very much, guys, for taking part. Well done, Paul, on your well-deserved victory. Woo! Um, and we'll see you both back here uh, next year, same time, same place. Bye. Oh, We've got to give the people the Easter egg they want. By the way, Cameron, I am doing wonderfully. <laughs> That's the tagline. That's it. That's all we're going to put in. By the way, we're doing wonderfully. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Critics on a Bus. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for updates on more episodes. And we'll see you in the next one.